Bill, what are you eating over there? Dude, my boss at work, uh, my job recently got out by a bigger version of Doc Hotels. And so the people were touring it today. You'll love it. We'll get into it sometime. I probably shouldn't, but uh, one they're, pro- ex- they're probably going to listen to this. So. Oh, for sure. One ex-certain Eisner brother owns a big dog company called WAG. One man who used to be involved in Disney. <laughs> yeah. So he now owns the company that I worked for after he left Disney. Yep. Pretty uh, yummy shit. But anyway, they came today. To tour we all the thought this was just a Will going off on a story. Nope. <laughs> no, this one's connected. That's breaking news, like last time. Yeah. Pretty insane. Um, but yeah, they they and then you know the, it, I'm well, I'm not gonna say where because we have stalkers. But they went to Pequods for lunch, and my boss came back and gave me her leftover fucking deep dish heaven cheese pizza. So that's what I mean. There is only one deep dish place in the city of Chicago, as far as I'm concerned, and that's it? it. That's oh, it. Oh, cool. All right. <laughs> no, I mean I've had I've had them all. There, most of them suck, like dick. I'm not picky enough because I just love all pizza, but this is definitely delicious. So, yeah. Well, one day I'll meet you. We're brought to you by Hams and High Life. Look at that. <laughs> we are putting the phone away. All right. Here we are, friends. Oh, wait, no, I do need the phone, actually. For news. <clears throat> yeah. We, um, we're back, and we're, we have a slight pause on our critically acclaimed Oscar Antonio award-winning series, Zemeck This, to uh, check in on some other shit. Yeah, we're we're gonna return. Don't worry, because we left you at a crucial part, and this oh, time, because it's be fun when we're back. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spill the beans, but uh, it's not delayed because of Will this time. No, this is delayed and, because you're gonna get what the show always needs more of: me being nervous to speak, which will only make it better. So that's a little hint for what or who is coming. Yes, yeah. folks, you know. Listen, we've heard the we've heard the feedback. <laughs> you prefer us, I get it. No one needs just an an extra, you know, get you know, what what's the thing? Three's three's a company, four's uh an even um, number, two's a company, <laughs> whatever. So we're we're trying to uh, two's a company, we're hoes. Listen, Will and I do not engage in group sex or any allegorical way that you would make a joke <laughs> about it. So, but we uh, we get we're, we're calling in we're calling in the big guns to assist us. Arguably, the biggest guns in this instance. We had I don't to. I don't know if that's arguable. It might be the only gu- the kind of the only guns <laughs> for this for this territory. This is the one person you want to turn to. Yep. So you're gonna have to wait and see who that is. It's Elvis Mitchell. It's Elvis Mitchell. <laughs> yes, he's gonna. Sh- Damn. <laughs> <laughs> mm. People, 
listen, we needed this. This is episodes more for us because we've been very rigidly trying to stick to a formula. I've done something I haven't done since I lived in Los Angeles, which is actually take the time to fully research something and see if I have any thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. I thought I, I thought that part of me was dead. John has resurrected it. Me too. Yeah. 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 I thought Will would he retired his brain, but no, he has. I mean, still, you know, I don't know if we're out of retirement yet, but you know, I'm taking some interviews. <laughs> yeah, Will's staging. <laughs> so we're happy. We're happy that you all have enjoyed it so much. So get ready for where it's going because it's about to. It's about to get better, and this is the yeah. guest you want. Yeah, it was going to be good anyway. We were going to have a good time with this next one, but now it's going to be pretty special. Yeah, some people like what we're doing, want to get in on the fun. Yep. Yep. And it's not it's not CFS. I'm Listen, I want to apologize for bringing <laughs> them on. They made, they made my job harder because I had to delete half the things they said. These <laughs> Yeah, <jokes>. they're just... <laughs> I'm sorry. No edgelord humor on this podcast. <laughs> That's Especially right. Rebecca, you you know, <laughs> you know what you said. Everything really. It's every other word with her. <laughs> I mean, Cameron's not any better. <laughs> no, with them, all you're getting is like fucking some discussion about analog film and why it matters, or they're saying racist shit. It really <laughs> racist shit. Not like fun racist stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> The kind that makes you guffaw. Yeah, like, yeah, it's deep-seated. <laughs> mm. I did tell them, though, because I, when I saw them, my intro mask for the Red Death, mm. I thanked them for showing my most favorite Cassavetes love streams coming uh, up soon. Yeah, that's... And a- I begged them, though. I was like, if you guys can find one of my life fantasies, I've shown... Johnny Staccato in a theater before for pre-shows, but if they can find 16 prints of Johnny Staccato, I will die happy. Oh, sorry. This uh dude, the love streams is heavy. I get it. Yeah, love streams are very heavy. <laughs> getting me right now. It's like it's getting me in my stomach. <clears throat> um this is how hard we're working. We have acid reflux. <laughs> I'm also trying to find the news that I had. Yeah, what's in the news? <laughs> Um, I'm really sad I thought I found something awesome, but I was a victim of clickbait. <laughs> oh no, what would you, what's the fake news you found? Oh, it was something like, John Carpenter, uh, you know, completely shrugs off A24 horror films. And I oh, was that's like, not oh, fake, that's it. real. But it's not real, it's just literally him basically being like, I'm not really sure what that is and I don't care. I would thought... We That's exactly him. what that is, though. Oh yeah, but I thought I I thought he was really gonna. I mean, he doesn't anymore. He smokes too much weed, but yeah, I thought he was yeah. gonna like dig into why it sucks. <laughs> Honestly, he gave a much better response than doing that. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's the way to do it because it doesn't even deserve the thought. Yeah, he's just playing video games and smoking weed. Like, <laughs> I don't blame him. Okay, before we get down to the reason we have to do this episode, we actually, this is a contractually obligated one. The yep. music box will have us 
dead to right legally speaking so but we just we listen we we want a little fun look through the news here so let's let's take a quick little jaunt um let's start with non-ironic stuff um (laughs) dario argento making a film with isabel huper yeah what the fuck's up everybody listen you saw that video of her cutting about an inch off of her hair and was like i need this <laughs> There's someone who commits to a role. That's right. Um yeah, we don't know really anything about it except it's going to be based it's a remake or based off of a 1940s Mexican thriller. Sick. That's what Do you have a guess what, what that the, might be? What's the what's the fucking What's the Claude Chabot one she's in that's the, um, uh, it's the one about the two, the old dude that is kind of her partner or whatever, but the, it's about them scamming, the, like, fucking scammers. Oh. Like, uh, there's a shit called It's So Good. I just watched it recently. My brain Yeah, set. I was just thinking about it. Yeah, it's in, the, it's in that box set. <laughs> yeah, hold on. I'll get to, wait, I got both. Which one? It's in the knife, the Twisting the Knife box. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, Swindle, duh. Yeah, Swindle. That movie fucking rips. And when you sent me this Argento article, I was like, I want it to be a remake of that. Swindle rules, everybody. Watch that movie. Yeah, uh, you should... Actually, people really should check out that box set because... Oh, both of them. Yeah. Our good buddy, Ben Sachs, does audio commentary on two of the features in the Twisting the Knife set, right? No, the other one. Oh, the other one, yeah. He's in the first one. Oh, that's right, that's right. Well, he's got yeah. two in there, people. And they're good. Yeah. Shut up, Ben. I listen to him. They're good. Yeah. Ben, you and your lovely wife are very good at what you do. That's true. A power couple, some might say. Oh, a true, a absolute power couple. Yep. Uh, if only they... Never mind. So... Uh, <laughs> No, no more, no more shots at my former. Dude, just admit it. You former want them to dom you. That's what you were gonna say. Say what? You want them to dom you? Wow, that'd just be a fun story. Yeah, I'd watch that show. Where me, I get dommed by the saxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. There's so much has happened that we haven't. It's just like I'm trying to like. We also can't along. focus because we've been focusing so hard. I know. Oh, David Russell's David O. Russell is gonna bomb with his Amsterdam movie, projected to lose a hundred mil. I hope so. Yeah, he's stupid. I mean, I'd like to like that dude again, but it's been a long time. I don't get it. I've never under. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm sure there's a couple fine ones in there, but oh, I can get you on too. Which would be thank you, Mike. Hurting with disaster. Oh, That's okay. It. Shocker, Will goes for his earliest films. Hey, they're the best when he still thought incest was hilarious and that was his favorite topic. Well, I thought you were just going to have a little skin in the game and tell me Joy or no. or the other one. Nope. Wrong. Okay. American Hustle makes me want to die. Yeah, what a dumb movie. Holy shit. Joy, though, is this, but Joy does almost come around because it's almost offensive. I was going to say, Joy actually made me think like, that was the last I've seen of him, and it's probably going to be the, the absolute last I ever see. 
Well, I'll keep you posted because I gotta gotta catch them all. Well, I w- yeah. I mean, obviously, when when February rolls around, I'm gonna have to sit through these things. That's what well, you will be uh, nominated. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Here's a cool one. This is a good one. Uh, this Friday on VOD, that is video on demand. Voice. We can now see Claire Denis. The stars at noon. Oh shit! Really? Yep. That is cool. Wait, I don't even know what streaming service. Peacock. Okay. It doesn't say. Well, that's very helpful. <laughs> Good. Um. Well, I'm sure you can find it if you take a look. I know that I will be more excited for it than I was her latest. Uh, sorry. Oh, Some. Sometimes you're the the absolute Mount Rushmore greats can can oh, yeah. have a can have a miss well into their career. But I've read this book, so I'm a little excited based off that, knowing like what she can do with it. So and she oh, probably yeah. won't do with what I'm thinking with it either. It's true. Yeah, I'm well, excited about that. Don't disappoint us, Claire. Let's see, Safties, Adam Sandler shooting a new movie. Cool. Shocked. Yeah. No, yeah, we'll see it. No, it'll probably be really good. Yeah, it'll probably be very good, <laughs> but, you know. That's why yeah. the Safdies are so much fun to make fun of, because at the end of the day, you're also like, yeah, yeah it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, because they're good filmmakers, and they have been since their inception, so. Yeah. Mm. Daddy long legs for life. Uh, I know that is go get some rosemary. <laughs> <laughs> That title just hits, you know? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. yeah, it's different than it ever has for some reason. Yeah. It's because I'm a Spice Man and uh, and I love uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Yep. I'm not sure what the other three did to you and why that one's your favorite. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, why is that one my favorite right now? Hmm. Yeah, I'm a parsley bitch myself. <laughs> Okay, let's, here we go. The LA Film Critics Association Acting Awards will now be gender neutral. They fixed it. <laughs> well, I might not be my favorite spice after I get done with this article. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just let that one, uh, we'll let the headline sit there. <laughs> I truly do love, though, when, like, you know, insanely rich people who don't give a shit about anything make uh, publicity moves like that, and everyone's like, wow, absolutely incredible bravery on their front. It's like when Gillette doesn't add, you know, yeah. about, like, not hitting your kid or something, and they're like, the bravery. <laughs> Wait, does G- sorry, I'm still looking for more news. Does Gillette have an ad about hitting your child? I don't remember what it was about. There was some fucking Gillette ad that everyone got really hot about a couple of years ago. I think it was about, oh shit. No, I think it was like about letting, oh my God. It was like some against boys be boys kind of shit where like boys shouldn't wrestle with each other or something and they can be feminine. I forget what it fucking was. It was so stupid. <laughs> Come on, people. Let the boys wrestle with each other because maybe... Maybe they'll have end up having gay sex. 
Yeah, you know what happens when people wrestle? Their their pains rub together. This is why, despite my perfect physique for the role, I denied <laughs> the West the wrestling coach in high school. You are a wrestler. <laughs> I know. I, I actually had to dodge the wrestling coach for like a year. And he would call and like beg and be like, please, this is a crime that your son will not wrestle for us. Because I had a bit of an attitude problem too, which I think he also <laughs> picked up on. I would have been great, except it seemed pretty gay and you got ringworm. Yeah. Didn't sound good. Well, I mean, you were also busy after school with <laughs> Professor Olivia. <laughs> you bats, right. <laughs> or sorry, Principal Olivia. Principal, thank you. Yeah, I was going full Tex Avery Wolf <laughs> against my will. <laughs> oh, well, good thing that the wrestling teacher didn't also just force you to do stuff. That would have been too much to handle if it was two of them. <laughs> yeah, I looked, I looked out. I looked out on the principal who was four years older than me. I'm glad we're not letting this die. This is Never. good. Oh, this is gonna this is gonna at some point present itself on the stage at the music box. Not for a while, don't worry, but one of these times it's gonna happen. Yeah, we're gonna get your money first, and then uh we're gonna drop a bombshell. Whenever the next time Olivia Wilde makes a movie that people are into and it plays at the fucking critics fest and she's you know coming on stage after us, I'll make that joke. I will go up on stage and pie her in the face. <laughs> and say, look what you made me do. Um, yeah, dressed as a little boy with like one of the, the spinning heads. Do you remember your former student, Olivia? <laughs> do you remember little Johnny? You just wanted to play baseball. That was it. And you always didn't got made me late for baseball practice. Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, and you always brush note, the cup because she kept it to sniff it. I was always getting in trouble. The, the, the batting coach was like, John, Johnny, where's your cup? Because I'm from Kansas. I'd be like, yeah. I don't know where my cup is, sir. I'm sorry. I, the principal Olivia done took it, man. I'm just picturing her like <laughs> in left field behind the fence, like just enough out of you where only you know she's there. And all you can see is just her face peeking over the fence, breathing through your cup. Spitting in it. <laughs> Ew. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. One last Good. bit. Good okay. <laughs> okay. Before, let's jump into it. Let's, one last bit of news. I just, just to round it all up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just thought this is a this is certainly an attention getter. Sydney Sweeney gonna star in a Barbarella remake. Oh shit, <laughs> that'll do well. <laughs> I'll see it. <laughs> why? I'll see it. I guess. I wonder why. I don't. I don't understand why. I'm just oh, to see Sydney Sweeney just floating over those credits, just in space. Oh God, getting dressed. Isn't that what happens at the beginning of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's the, all right. Uh, my my alert's going off on my phone. Music box is saying, there, it's, a, it's Ryan, it's a video he sent me and he's pointing to the contract. So 
Okay. Here we go. Highs and lows returns again. We had such a successful uh, time the first screening. We thought we'd really see if we could ruin that. Yeah, yeah, and we might. Especially for those of you who bought tickets to Saturday's show, which is probably almost sold out by now. But um, sorry that we haven't fixed something sooner. But I finally... From here on out. I have finally worn Will down, and we are going to, this is official announcement, there's not going to be a mixed order of what days, if the two movies will show in reverse, there's just going to be a fixed set from now on, based off of the worry of sending everyone into a double feature on a Saturday, where they start with Liar Liar. And go home after Nick. And go have to go back to their family and loved ones and friends after uh, sitting through one of the most brutally bleak films in existence. But yeah. though I say that, that does not mean this is some House of Sand and Fog type shit. <laughs> this isn't the kind of shit that makes you depressed. No. It's depressing, either. but there's you're in the hands of a master. So we'll get to... Yeah. We'll get to old Mikey Lee in a second. But first, we need to talk about a filmmaker with a little bit more range, a little more sophistication, mm-hmm. a little bit more um, elegance with handling dialogue. Mm. And that's uh, Tom Shat- Shadiak. The man, the man behind Evan Almighty. <laughs> yeah, not Bruce Almighty. Evan Almighty. Or did he do Bruce as well? I think he did both. All right, all right, there you go. He's back to back. All the almighties. You know, the man behind uh, Ace Ventura with a, a joke that the whole movie hinges on the ages super well. You it know? does age very well. I, I laugh at it every time. I think it's <laughs> That's where I am like Robert De Niro in Cape Fear in the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, have- a, he's a... He's a, he's a He's an odd one, mm-hmm. Mr. Um, yes, he is. Did you know that he started as the youngest joke writer for Bob Hope? Yep. Something tells me Bob Hope told him that joke in Ace Ventura. <laughs> Probably. Bob Hope was mean. He was mean, and he was slaying pussy. Well, that whole crew was gnarly, man. I mean, anyone around that time, like Bing Crosby was just like beating his children to death while like cheating on everybody. Bob Hope was cheating on everybody. Also, I assume beating his children too. <laughs> Can you imagine the Road 2 sets with those female like extras? Oh, I love those, those movies, but yeah, when you watch them, you can feel it. Oh, you really can. Because I, I, I also love those movies. And yep. last year when I was in a, a darker place, I... Uh, really needed a, a spirit pick me up, so I I got the 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 Road Two movies because I was like, oh, I remember these, and they still are very charming. So but, good, yeah. but that was the first thing that came to my mind. It's just like, God, can you imagine these horn dogs on this set? Oh, truly awful! It had to be genuinely a really sad situation. Yeah, we'll come to the Road Two movies someday but uh this is a good lead into where we're headed with stuff (laughs) yeah yeah it is so shaddy yak he's uh this is a man with a filmography that starts with frankenstein the college years 
Yep. Have you seen this, Will? No, I have not seen that one. Shock. I, I will say, I thought I'd seen all the Shadiac movies still. I looked it up. The Shadiac over. So, yeah, there's Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, classic. There's a great, I won't spoil it. I'm just telling you if you haven't watched it yet, there's a pretty special moment in the pre show where he, this filmmaker, he asks, <laughs> he asks a series of, it is real, it's from his own documentary he made after he got hurt. Called he asks I a series Am. Of people, yeah, he asks a series of people um, <laughs> if they've seen, as he says, the Ace Ventura. Including Howard Zand and Noam Chomsky. It's pretty great. Uh, I I gotta watch I Am. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. I did download it though. So I mean I the, ordered the DVD. Good. Good. Uh so this guy, after a string of successes starting with 1996's The Nutty Professor, mm-hmm. uh, does the film we're about to go a little into, Liar Liar. Does Will's favorite movie, Patch Adams. Um, uh, what a piece of shit movie. Um, oh. Dragonfly. The fuck's Dragonfly? <laughs> I love when that's your reaction to movies so much. What the fuck is this? Click on it. Oh, Kevin. Oh, okay. I remember. Yeah. I was going to say, you know it. Yeah. Now I. Yeah, that one got, I think this one got kind of like memory hold with like, or combined with like Mothman prophecies, maybe. Yeah, but it's not, even though Mothman prophecies sucks in the end, it's not like Mothman prophecies where it's awesome for a while. It's never awesome. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to check out Dragonfly. So then we have Bruce Almighty, Evan Almighty, and then the man gets in a biking accident, correct? Yeah. Sucks. Uh, <laughs> so he's out of commission and kind of loses his uh his hollywood juice it looks like loses marbles a little something like that is that what happened because yeah maybe it must have been yeah now he teaches film at the university of colorado boulder yeah dude no one lives in boulder once it hit the new millennium that's doing well <laughs> Yeah. Uh, even, even not that I'm a fan, obviously, I hope, but when even Boyd Rice moves out, <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> That's a good point. Um, well, I don't know what much to say about Shadiac. We're, we're, I'm excited. Really this movie. I don't really think there's much to say about him. There's not. And I just, we're excited for Liar Liar, I think. Yeah. I think he accidentally did something more special than he realized with this one. Well, this is that. definitely the best movie on that roster. Oh, for sure. I think it's it, the only tight one. Right. I mean, this is arguably, I think, arguably, Jim Carrey's best performance. As far as like presented as pure comedy, I might be with you. Yeah. Well, we won't go into too much of how this dovetails into Naked. We'll probably have to do more talking about Naked. So yeah. what we have to say about Naked will inform Liar Liar. Yeah, let's keep thinking about it because they're, yeah, they're, they're pretty uh, intensely tied. So let's move on to a lesser filmmaker before I have to go to work. And that is... Mike Lug. Mike Lee. Okay. <laughs> I hear he's good. Nope, I heard he's full of secrets and lies and I don't want to hear it. 
I've heard he takes way too long in the prep uh, process with the actors, you know? People go topsy-turvy. They hate the process so much. <laughs> do you like this? Where can you go with this? <laughs> you want me to do this for the rest of the episode? Got a lot of titles. <laughs> he had high hopes for this idea. Unfortunately, he's shown himself to be naked. And... Uh, you know, there was four days in July where Will did some really gay shit. <laughs> Bleak moments, one could say. Wow. But uh, I pushed through with some hard labor. And <laughs> and you know what? Life is sweet. In the meantime, wow. life is sweet. <laughs> in the meantime, life is sweet. Damn. Ooh. Damn. All right. All right. I'll give that to you, Miss Vera Drake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was a good run. I'm tired now. Yep, that's it. That's, that's it. <laughs> that was a good show. See you later. Yeah, we should probably prep. We should probably prep our listeners for yep. 1993's Naked. I mean, if you've seen any Mike Lee movies before, um, especially anything, not that I don't still love them because I do. Um, but especially anything before the aforementioned millennium, you are prepared a little bit. But this was definitely, um, especially, especially fucking following life is sweet. Yeah. There's a very, like, the closest you came to making a wholesome movie, I would say. It's um, yeah. It's still happy, happy go lucky comes along. Yeah, shit, that's right. Well, anyway, though, but if you if you've watched any of his movies, and you know, Our Career of, Girls is kind of lighter, I I think actually. Yeah, I mean, there, there's plenty of lighter stuff. Um, yeah. But you know, yeah, if, if you watch any of it, you know the style, and you know that he's interested in real people. Um, I'm digging into them, but this was a this shocked everybody. Yes, uh, people who were fans of him, people who loved him at film festivals in theaters because he was doing pretty well you know he was a big name in the world of art house cinemas but this one threw everyone for a loop um it does yeah and i you can't blame him i mean there's no other like there's no other movie like this in the history of cinema no and that includes liar liar (laughs) like this is uh this is a movie completely of its own it's one of the most ambiguous pieces of art to grapple with yet i have seen this movie so much because despite its rough subject matter this is hands down one of the and i this is for all artistic mediums one of the hands down greatest things ever created by a human being so you know i would much rather like let you down by overpraising it than um traumatize you yeah. Because yes, there's some, there are scenes of sexual assault in this movie. Let's just get it out of the way. Quite a few too. Quite a, a few. Yeah. But it's not. This isn't. I spit on your grave. Okay. This is. No. It's not an it, exploitation movie in any sense. Which does make it harsher, but that's what makes it, it harder. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's a very, I mean, it's a very seriously thought about movie. This is a filmmaker with a heart. Uh, it's it's kind of allegorical for Thatcher's Britain at the time and uh, who has power, who abuses the weak. 
So before we do that, let's just let's let's wind back the clock a little bit. Let's uh, let's start with Mr. Mike Lee when he's uh, putting on plays. He's sure. a play man. Uh, he makes his first movie, which, for my money, might be the great one of the greatest film debuts ever of a filmmaker. Yeah, I'm with you. Bleak Moments is oh, crazy. I, I Bleak Moments is one of one of the best movies ever. It's his first movie, and I think it's a good place to start if you have time to check it out before Naked, because the way I think about Mike Lee is though he deals with people love to ascribe bleakness to his movies and the movie's called bleak moments but Mike Lee is a very funny guy and I also think he's a very hopeful person he is he's very hopeful how I would describe his cinema and this movie in particular is the feeling of a cold winter night that's kind of rainy out you don't want to go outside it depresses you it's bringing memories back but there's just a little warmth inside your home, maybe a little fire. And you get next to that fire and you just kind of warm up. You look at the, the weather outside, but you have those, those moments where you feel that warmth, you feel humanity, you feel the weight of the world. Because this is a filmmaker who probably arguably greater than any filmmaker knows how to tap in to the characters he creates on a unfathomable level. Yep. And if you, if just in case people aren't familiar with it real quickly, his process is a huge part of that. Um, it's well known and try and horribly imitated because people don't actually follow through with it. But long story short, what he does uh, first is decides who he wants to be in his movies. And then he meets with them Um and gives them what he's written thus far, what he has planned. And they do these table readings and then start to flesh out the characters and what they would actually say. But they do this for months and he records every single bit of it, transcribes it all, spends months and months and months, sometimes years doing this process with these people, and then writes the screenplay finally out of all of that. And so by the time you actually get what we're going to see. These characters have been alive for sometimes years already right. without being, you know, actually captured on film. They've already, they've literally been existing. These are real people. Yeah. I think that's why they, you know, come through so strong. Um, yeah. Eric Stoltz should have tried out for a Mike Lee movie. <laughs> oh, well, he wishes. Yeah, yeah, he wishes. You know, what, what Will says is correct. That is his process. Um, it. It's not and you can magic. tell. You can tell because it because exactly. a lot of it also shouldn't work that well, especially in Naked. Actually, without getting the spoilers, obviously for those who haven't seen it, so much of Naked on paper would be really like truly what the word pretentious means would actually be very pretentious. But it, it does. There is not an iota of that. Yes, in what you actually see because these are such real characters and he spent so much time getting to know the character himself and working with David Thewlis to get to know that character and then to become that character. Um, and even the way he shot, the way he's blocked, let alone the way he speaks, all of it is so fully realized that everything, 
and that's part of why it hurts so much too to watch it and why it is so challenging because it feels so real it doesn't feel contrived at all right yeah this isn't a masturbatory process he goes on like mm-hmm. you see the results of this process because like most i mean nobody handles actors like this maybe cassavetes did at one point yeah. um i think another good comparisons maybe fassbender and yep. that they i was gonna say not in style but in but right. in acting and how lived in these worlds are absolutely and yeah. And, you know, and the the plots are obvious, are almost usually these very kind of harsh plots, but they find these black elements of humor to kind of help push them along. Because um, I, I do think of a lot of Mike Lee as comedy, and I think a lot of Fassbender as comedy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just well, comedy, and I think they, they both love those, also those giving you moments where you lose your breath you know what people would typically call like transcendent moments you know well because they they, they give you those those gifts just to i think in my opinion to remind you that this is not an exercise in brutality or futility yeah the, what trying to do the, these are two filmmakers that are reflecting the society that they are living in one with fassbender being post-Nazi Germany and then, uh, you know, 1980s Thatcher or Margaret Thatcher, Britain. So like they, they do kind of arrive at these points, but I would agree that like, they're not uh, stylistically similar and neither, neither is um, Mike Lee with Cassavetes. And I really want to underline this point here because I do think it gets missed even amongst Lee's admirers. And that is, unlike Cassavetes, who was kind of a filmmaker who didn't, and I don't mean this as a slight, I mean, he's one of the absolute greatest, but he's not a filmmaker who was too concerned where the camera was put. Like he, the camera is there to capture the action. It was more what it was doing and how it was moving rather than. Of course he had some formally composed shot, of course. But for the most part, he's just trying to capture the chaos of that performance. Mike Lee, on the other hand, I think does not get enough credit at being a consummate formalist and only talked about as being this like pure realist, which I think is so fucking stupid because it robs it's wrong and it robs so much of what Mike Lee is. He's not perfect, he's not pure, he is not um he's not this deified thing. If he comes off that way, it's because no one has been so good with character development, uh, you know, as like Samuel Beckett, you know, he is, he does things on a level no one else can touch. But I think that does leave out a lot of the formal aspects because like, you know, you look at, uh, what are you talking about? Bleak moments. I mean, that, the way that that movie starts, it's like a Abbas Kiarostami movie. And, um, Home Sweet Home kind of has a very similar thing. Four Days in July. They all kind of have these very, um, like, they they definitely come off as kind of like these very flat surfaces, but there's so much happening layered within the frame. Once and, again, Fassbender. Like, it's it. Yeah, Fassbender yeah. gets the credit for it, which he should. But yeah. it's, again, I think, another comparison to Fassbender. Because Fassbender never wasted, outside of, I guess you could argue, the first five films which i still think are great 
but when he was like getting out his love of different new waves happening outside of those you know there's never a shot wasted um and the composition is unreal and it always speaks to it i think mike leads the same way um i think it's like fear fear of fear is the one i think of the most as we Mm. started to dig into mike lee stuff because the way he i don't know the way he positions huh you mean fastbender yeah you said mike lee no no i was saying fear of fear makes me think of oh gotcha okay this this conversation with mike lee yeah that's the one that i think comes the closest especially to naked um obviously a little bit before but comes the closest to what's so intentionally being done in these you know deeply unpleasant stories happening right Right. and (laughs) mike lee certainly to get to naked has been building on this idea i think much like meantime uh, his 1983 film Meantime, which is, I think, the culmination of his BBC TV work, because yeah. you're seeing everything that was in those already really great movies, these BBC films like um, Kiss of Death, um, not so much Nuts in May, I guess a little bit, but that, that is one of the funniest fucking things. It's hilarious. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Home Sweet Home. Uh, I'm, yeah, a lot of those other BBC films, like they're all really starting to coalesce with Meantime. And it's not long, it's like about a decade after Meantime, you get to Naked, which I think is just the complete culmination of everything he was doing at that point. Because you're already seeing characters who, um, like to treat the weaker horribly. I mean, if there's one thing where you're going to see in Naked, it's characters preying on the weak. And not characters that are strong characters, characters who are pretty weak themselves, yep. who have done nothing, have nothing better to do truly than to take all their frustrations and anger out on those beneath them. And um, whether that comes from a lower class character or their mirror character in this horribly disturbing high finance business dude, uh, you know, there's, there's layers at which not only just the weak are preyed upon, but women are preyed upon in, uh, in Britain at this time. And so all these movies, even the, the, the warmer films, quote unquote, you could say that precede this, they all touch upon this. Um, yeah. I, th- I think Home Sweet Home does a pretty good job of, of starting that process. And then Meantime definitely mm-hmm. takes it there. Uh, and so anyway, I think it's just important to know because <laughs> I'm not going to name them but some motherfucker was trying to tell me that Naked was Mike Lee's only bad film. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah, this person writes for a, a website. They tried to tell me, I won't name them, even though I'd love to. And if you're listening, we're, you're on my fucking <laughs> shit. You were the night you told me this too. I walked away from you. You sick fuck. Uh, <laughs> But like this is this is a part, and this is not an outlier for Mike Lee. This is deeply, deeply a Mike Lee film, except what he's doing this time 
is he's taking all those political elements, all those uncomfortable elements, and he is making the angriest fucking movie with all those elements. I mean, yeah. Yeah, the best thing I can compare it to, if you're a fan of Marquis Smith and The Fall, like this is this is the fall's music literalized into a movie uh and if you don't know the fall you should 100 percent check them out they might be my favorite band of all time but um i well, would say that detail to know. makes sense but, yeah it's a good detail to know that makes sense well yeah i just think of like kind of the snarly attitude i mean think about david Thewlis as marky smith you know no no no, no. it makes it makes it, right it's, this all tracks i just didn't we, we hadn't come across this yeah, it's just, it's very interesting to think of what was going on in Britain at that time with these, you know, extremely um, masterful and radical artists. And uh, well, it's a, yeah, it's like you said, this is such a, it's such an angry movie, but it's so pure because even though it, it, there's very funny stuff, there are laughs in this movie. And if you haven't seen it, I imagine you'll find those and you might feel weird about laughing because it, laugh. again, it's pretty, laugh. it's, yeah. it's dark stuff, but it is funny. And again, it's also to highlight that what Mike Lee is doing here is not a brutalist exercise. He's not, he's not nihilistic ever, ever once in his career and certainly not here. He's made a movie about potentially a nihilistic person, but this is such a far cry from a nihilistic movie. Well, and that's a, you don't have to like it, but it's not, don't call it nihilistic because the shit is not nihilistic. Because again, there's a lot of hope here, but it is about a society fucking beaten down, you know, by a literal, <laughs> literal fucking hor- horrendous royal family for, you know, centuries and such like a true overlord, right? Like in Margaret Thatcher, a true, a true demon overlord the enemy of all thinking the enemy the of iron all cunt. yeah the, like true like it, it's crazy how recent and it, it seems to be lost on people again how recent thatcher is right and yeah also up, what country do you think you're living in right now yeah if you can't uh connect to this yes, yes. but like the, it's it's such a to me this you know this movie almost I won't go too far down this because we don't need to, and I'm not trying to tell anyone how to view it. But to me, this movie almost comes across as a, a final hopeful plea, just that anyone, you know, is listening, <laughs> and will take and will take a fucking shot to rebuild. You know, it's it's so it hurts so much, and like you said, there's so much of this focus on. You know, for, to put it in a, a, a silly, oversimplified way, but I think a way that hurts of hurt people hurting people. <laughs> um, it is that shit, you know, it's a beaten down culture where all you can do because you can never, ever affect anything above you in this, in this, you know, when it was Thatcher and they immediately post Thatcher, you can't. There's no, you can't say get out and vote. <laughs> you, can't, you, know, you can't do that easy bullshit. You can't say thoughts and prayers. You literally have no way to affect anything above you and you're hurting and your whole life, you know, the, the, it's the bleakest shit ever. Like London at this time, the whole country at this time, it's so dark, literally and metaphorically and so hopeless that yes, these people are finding ways. The only ways to get out that anger and get out that frustration is to hurt someone that knows a little bit less than them, or maybe trust a little bit more than them. Um, 
But again, why Mike Lee's so incredible with this film, all of them, but especially this one, is that, in my opinion, he has the respect for these characters still, but he, all of the characters who are being taken advantage of, because everyone is at some point in some way in this movie also, by the way, Thulis is not without (laughs) being affected. Um, Well, one character is getting away with it all, but yes. He's getting away with it all, but he's not, not also being bamboozled himself. You know what well, it is. I'm talking about Jerry. Oh, well, that's, well, yeah. I mean, because yeah. that's Thatcher. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that's the, yeah, yeah. That's the Thatcher character. But I don't know. Just what I'm saying is that the, the way the humor is allowed to come through and the way the wisdom is allowed to come through from the people that are, are being hurt or about to be hurt in this movie as Thulis tears through it, um, there's a respect to it for everybody's perspective and what people can offer in interactions and small moments, you know, even when someone is truly just there to use them and then to move on to the next thing, he doesn't miss the beautiful moment that can happen. And, you know, I don't know. I just think it's, it's a very rare thing. It's a fast bender thing. It's a Lee thing and it's not many others. (laughs) Well, yeah. And other than fat, I mean, yeah, it is fast, but yeah, like there's definitely the fast bender thing, but fast bender just, you know, with all of his, you know, infinite strengths, still could never wring this much humanity out of his most no. monstrous characters. And because no. Fassbender wanted to die. Like, yeah. that's, the, that's the important, crucial detail. Yeah, that's that true. That's a good Even point. though he wanted to give everything he could and to try, and, you know, his very famous quote, you know, if, if, if movies are depressing, life isn't, or life doesn't have to be, or however he words it. Which is a great way to put, to a script. That's a, you yeah. remember that walking into naked because yes. this, if, if life was this crushing for this filmmaker, yeah. you can believe they would not have made it. Yes. I don't mean of their own socioeconomic situation at the time. I mean, if this is such hard material to grapple with, why would anyone go through? Because guess what? Movies take a long time to make. Yeah. And I don't think that someone of this level of skill and intelligence would like you're hearing bleak you're hearing depressing you're hearing brutal a lot those are all that's all fair but you know what there's music that you listen to that's like that mm-hmm. like this is the filmic equivalent of that this is this is not meant to depress anyone it's meant no. to wake your fucking ass up yeah well and- it's like what people say all the time like why that you know whether it's a joke or whatever, people are like, why when I'm fucking at my lowest, the only thing that pulls me out is listening to the lowest music that I know of, you know? And that's, again, what this movie is, is a cry, a cry and a plea to try to help pull this fucking entire nation, and I'll I'll be too much here and, you know, say a world out of where it was in the late 80s and early 90s and, like, what was fucking happening everywhere and what it felt like and this is this is you know someone just wailing and not into the void which is again why we're not dealing with nihilism here this is not wailing into the void this is wailing right into your ear and saying please it's worth it (laughs) it's worth it to hear this and just see what happens yeah you all want to take this journey we know you do and if you really maybe you really really like the the vibe he hits here uh and if so I would recommend his latest film that Amazon completely fucked up the rollout of on uh, Peter Lou, another movie about violence, uh, political violence, the society 
and people knowing how to use words. Uh, Mike how Lee, powerful they truly can be. Mike Lee, damn, that motherfucker. The way he has his characters speak to themselves, <laughs> to each other, to you, the audience. I'm sorry, you find someone better than that? I uh, Then we'll shut down highs and lows. We'll give you the keys to it. We'll give you the keys to the kingdom. You can that can be your burden now. You can deal with losing prints. You can deal with studios giving away those prints when they said, "Oh, you can already have those prints." Yep. It can be your fucking job. Yep. I do. I just want to bring one thing back around to this double feature, um, and we've we've talked about it, and you know, it's 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 represented in the write-up for this movie if you guys read it on the website but we've obviously been talking a lot about thatcher things and now i do not think that liar liar ever at any stage in the writing the directing the everything set out to make a film about what was happening in clinton america um or before it or after it i do not think that was its intention but that's kind of the gift sometimes I think of such a big well-funded loud pop culture movie um, is that truly by the seat of their pants they were just like let's make a movie about right now that people are gonna love that's hilarious and they do not think about any of it they don't think about how some of the jokes land they don't think about how horrific the characters may be and so it's very it couldn't be more the opposite of naked in a lot of ways because there's almost no intentionality here from anyone except maybe jim carrey i would say um well and uh, you know we'll always give it to jennifer tilly but always anyway what i'm saying is the 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 politics that you are watching that were unintentional from the filmmakers probably in liar liar very much speak um to a similar world and how these people ended up the way that they did. Yeah. And they're not about the same thing, but they are about what happens when people are um, crushed in different ways or warped, I guess is a better word warped. Yeah. I'd say by the, the world, the world that they live in and the, the regimes that they're under at the time. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's important just for the going forward with uh, our forever contract with highs and lows not everything is going to be a complete literal like not everything's going to be e2 mama tombi in and dumb and dark no. No. like a, most of these are just going to be films that we feel have a pretty decent dialogue of speaking to one another now uh, the craft and do well did did that but this this is the fu- this is it right here if you yeah. want to know what highs and lows our stupid idea really stands for it's liar, liar, naked. You'll see it right here. Yep. And it's going to be the best. Well, it's not going to be the best one we're going to do, but it's it's pretty fucking good. And it's one that uh, I've been pretty excited about for quite a while now. And um, and it, it really, uh, really cultivates the thing that we have always been most excited about, about this series is conversation. Um, and not that that hasn't happened in the first round or in LA when it first happened, or it's always happened. There's always been conversation, but we're so excited for people to just fucking talk about stuff. And that's why John was saying, 
sometimes these doubles will not be as immediately poppy or snappy on the surface as some of them have. And it's not to say those aren't great because they are. And they were a wonderful time, but the ones we're most excited about is shit like this, where it's these, you know, maybe it seems tangential um, connections, but that if you really let yourself swim in this shit for a night, you think there's really worthwhile stuff that could come out of it, you know? So yeah, absolutely. And we'll, we'll be around this time. We'll be around. And also these are, these are (laughs) following the tradition. um, Naked is a a great print too, but uh, it's a great 35 millimeter print, but (laughs) just like, just like with Billy Madison and just like with Angus and uh, Uh, and how Stella got her groove back. This is one of the finest prints you're ever going to see in any movie theater will be the sterling print from the Bel Air collection from Universal. Of- it really is <laughs> sparkling. I've, said, I've looked at it. It's sparkling. It's great. You know, that's what we're out here doing for you. We're showing the movies. Obviously, no one else fucking cares to. Um, Just remember that. Yep. Just remember that. And also... Again, to our Saturday crowd, we are there for you for sure on Saturday. We have to we, we might uh, oh, yeah. we'll be because there. we're pretty nice in person. Yeah. I think. John spits like a llama periodically, but it's not it's not his fault. It's like a it's like a tick. It's just <laughs> what you the things you say, you know, <laughs> get me upset. So I, yeah, my spittoon will be right near me. Don't worry. <laughs> it's little spits, so don't worry. They're small, small yeah, spits. Yeah, yeah. No spits. or anything. Yeah. Yeah, cute spits. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's we could honestly. I have no doubt that me and you, if we really wanted to, could go for twelve hours on naked. Um, we could go forever. Mike Lee, and I, 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 I want to talk. I feel about like we. I don't the think entirety of Mike Lee's career. Maybe we'll do. Oh, a, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll do. Because if there's a Mount Rushmore for me, he's on that Mount Rushmore, and that's not a Mount Rushmore of filmmakers. That's a Mount Rushmore of artists still alive. Yep. Yep. And he also has a. Perfect <laughs> you know, there's only dog. filmmakers on that because I don't respect any other form of. <laughs> that's not true. Bob Dylan's up there, and Joni. But that's it. And then it's actually Van Morrison, probably. But then it's <laughs> you're fucking speaking of Van Morrison. Let me end on this. Remember when we shat on that movie Belfast? Yeah, that movie sucks. You want a good movie about the the Twubbles? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Mike Lee is four days in July. Oh, good God. There, there you go. Good God. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but think, you know uh, what? We just really hope this is this one's a risk, I guess. Too is what we're saying here at the end. We took a risk here because this is the first time we didn't go. Not that there haven't been heavy stuff in the movies we've shown, because there has been, but this is the first time on the surface it might look like we've done a bummer jam, double bill with highs and lows, you know, because. It's been like good vibes, party kind of energy for pretty much everything. Um, and so this, we, we, we definitely are at least trying some out here. And we think it will be one of the most rewarding experiences of all of them, if you want to join us. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yep. Well, uh, and yeah, let me just reiterate, 
Saturday is probably going to be mostly gone or entirely gone by the time this airs. So wouldn't worry about that. Yeah. Uh, I would worry about trying to get tickets to the October 25th show. And uh, I'm sorry. It's not spooky movies. I, we've, we've seen those ticket sales. We know hey, you, you all love break, it. Though. You, you need do. a park and break. That is so. This is how we're ending this episode. Yeah. You do. You will you burn yourself out. You think you want it like candy. You want to eat all the candy, but you can't. You have to take breaks or you're going to burn out. Also, yeah. truly, whether you come to the one on the 15th or the 25th, think of it this way. If any of the intense horror heads are listening to this that are coming to lots of the 31 days stuff, Look at it as either side of the 24-hour marathon where you're going to have to see my fucking ugly mug for 24 hours. But truly, you're going to need a reset. That's a lot of will, people. Yeah, you're going to need a reset after that, though. Really, like 24 hours of horror. And honestly, this is a... (laughs) On that note, this is also one of the darkest and most challenging lineups we've ever done for the 24-hour horror marathon. But you're going to need a reset that is not horror after that and so why not three days later come watch liar liar naked with us you'll still be horrified you'll still be horrified um and and you know never mind let's what? call it let's call okay it. yeah i gotta go well yeah, you gotta work, um, but yeah yeah uh, but we, we appreciate you guys and we just hope you take a risk here and we do have to shout out on the episode i think yeah um, al bolton's episode uh posters for these truly floored us, um, you know, you can see them on our Instagram. Um, She's the best. And we will, we're going to figure out how to get those printed. Yeah, we'll we have to because they are, those are, I mean, I love the one, the ones for the first one are also fucking great, uh, but I got to have this shit on my walls. Uh, <laughs> no, they're really great. It, but... They're really great people. Um no, she, this is no, no. This, she's she's a lovely person. I mean, she, Al's, Al's fucking awesome. She's a straight she, shooter. She's a fucking weirdo, and that is obviously only compliment from us. She'll do um, good work for you. We promise. Good work. Hey, try to snap her up now. But you know what? Music Box has been posting her artwork. She might be unavailable now. So that's right. Yep. Well, anyway, uh, we love you, Al. Thanks for doing this with us. Um, and we'll see you all there. Hopefully, we will see you there. Yeah.